It's time for two blokes talking tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. It's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I brilliant. think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two blokes talking tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. We absolutely <laughs> have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two blokes talking tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. You're, uh, this is Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode number six. And uh, I'm Trevor Long. And with me, Stephen Fennick. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. How's it going? Awesome. Had a good week. Uh, we're up to, up to episode six. Great feedback. Uh, big hits. It's going well. Loving the show. I hope you are too, mate. I hope you're not going to bail on me anytime soon. Not at all, mate. I'm here for the long haul, my friend. And we're doing it thanks to the good people at Netgear. Uh, fantastic uh, connecting with innovation. They've got uh, routers, modems, uh, whatever you want with connection. I was talking earlier on Your Tech Life about uh, you know connecting your storage device, your network storage device at home to, to the rest of your, your devices. Those are the sort of things they do, and you can check them out at netgear.com.au. Lots to get through tonight. Let's get cracking. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, Trevor, I had a, quite a pleasant experience yesterday with uh, <laughs> courtesy of Sony Ericsson. Quite a pleasant experience. Oh, do tell, Stephen. Yes. Well, um, well, let's just say that I got picked up to attend a briefing for Sony Ericsson's new device, uh, and I got picked up by none other than Lara Croft. Well, as you know, my wife now, doesn't uh, listen to the podcast, which is fortunate, because I too <laughs> had an encounter today with Lara Croft, um, who is just well, a delightful uh, human being. Let's, let's be clear. Yes, and I've got to say, uh, it was it was quite a sight on the front doorstep, and uh, <laughs> she greeted me to say, "Listen, uh, I'm here to to escort you to your briefing." And I've got to say, it was a it was a geek sweat dream. Trevor. It was amazing. <laughs> it, it, I mean, look, it was it, what I love about PR is that it's a difficult thing to 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 cut through you know there's so much stuff to see there's so many products to get get exposed to and it's just a good fun way of making just implanting that extra thing in your mind about that was you know that's that event and look she was lovely it was just a car ride down to the down to the offices there of the sony ericsson people and then you know the device Stephen, the sony xperia play um i gotta say it's it's pretty impressive it is well. Let's just say they got my attention from uh, from the get go with the little pickup there and the drive into the briefing. But you know, Sony Ericsson have, uh, are planning a big year on the mobile front, Trevor. And the Xperia, we've already seen glimpses of the Xperia Arc, which isn't out yet. Uh, but what what the yesterday's briefing was about, and hence the Lara Croft uh, invitation and escort, is all about gaming on your phone. And the Sony Xperia Play. Is uh, is their is their offering, which is the world's first PlayStation certified mobile phone, and and it is and it, it is um, it's an Android phone. And interesting, you you said they got a big year planned. I mean, they said to me, and and I don't, they said it, so I'm going to repeat it. They said they want to be number one in Android, and that's that's a that's a big thing they said to that say. That's me too. Yes, that th- is a, that I is a big statement. Impressive. And you know, trying to rein in people like HTC, Samsung, Motorola, they, they've got their work cut out for them. But in terms of in this device. 
advice. Uh, they, they did say that they were wanting to develop, first of all, apart from the, the gaming portion aside, they wanted to develop a very, very good Android phone. Yeah. Uh, and, and they've succeeded uh, in, in part there. They've got a, a nice big four-inch screen. Uh, it, it's, it's using the latest Android operating system, I think 2.32 from memory. Yep. And then Gingerbread. we'll be... Uh, They'll, they'll have the upload. I think 2.33 will be over-the-air uh, upgrade once it's released sometime in May, June, I was told. Uh, and, you know, there's a fair 5-megapixel camera on board. Uh, it does everything your smartphone you'd expect from a smartphone. And it but looks then, solid what, too, don't you think? That like the slide device looks really solid. Yeah, it um, is. Well, and, well, and the other thing about the the screen is, uh, as they described to me, they're talking about you know the Bravia technology and that kind of stuff. It's probably stretching yeah. the, stretching the boat a bit, but essentially because they're using backlit LED instead of side edge lit LED, the screen really does take up more of the device. Like there's not as big a bevel around the outside, if you like, which I think is quite nice. That's right, absolutely. Yeah, they are they are utilizing the technology from across the company, and in in the in the instance of the screen, the Bravia engine, that they're using that tech on board the the device, so that images. It does, I've got to say that the screen does look quite good, and especially when you're playing games. You mentioned the sliding mechanism of the controls. Once you slide that screen up, it's got a nice little mechanism that snaps into place, mm. uh, and then reveals the familiar. PlayStation buttons. You got the 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 square, the cross, the circle, and triangle. The normal D pad, and they've got an interesting little like virtual analog analog uh, joystick. I don't as well. quite if understand anyone, those. If anyone's familiar with, like I played the PlayStation quite a bit, and on the actual controller for the PS3 are two small joysticks that you use with your thumbs for directional controls they've created like virtual analog controls on on the Xperia which is a very smart move they're very responsive hmm. gives you that same kind of feel as if you're holding a PS3 remote so, and, and for people that can't visualise that essentially if you imagine and they won't like me saying this but if you imagine the original iPad that had the, the touch wheel that you sort of went how does that work well that's what it is it just yeah. looks like part of, the, part of the device but it's actually touch sensitive so you can roll your thumbs around on it and, and control it as if it were a joystick. It's very that, cool. That's, that's a very good comparison. You're right. That is, uh, and that works very well. And it's got even got the shoulder buttons. Like anyone who plays a PlayStation, the, there's so many uh, buttons on the controller, including shoulder buttons, little triggers, and most of them are on the device now. At first glance, now we know the PlayStation Portable, the PSP has been out for some time. The, the PSP Go, which was the recent, the latest version of the PSP uh, that's available now, the newest version, the NGP, whatever it's going to be called, is going to be launched, I think, Christmas time this year. So but this does not this replace the portable. This is basically a PSP that makes phone calls. But this does not replace the portable. Is that what you're saying? There is a still no, a portable. No, it doesn't. Well, mm-hmm. it, the, the one at the end of the year will. This is going to sit alongside it. Now, let's be, mm-hmm. let's be frank. The PSP Go hasn't exactly set the world on fire. No. It was released around the same time the iPod Touch really took hold in in the gaming market. The, the, the apps the people were downloading, they were all kids who were ditching the PSP and wanting to buy an iPod Touch because it could do everything, surf the web and play the games and everything. So, you know, to be honest, I think this is a move, a great move on Sony's part. There's some great game titles available too uh, from from launch. Uh, but you know this is this is a move that they should have made some time ago. I reckon they should have they should have. The rumours were around that they, they were going to make a PSP phone. That, that, those rumours have been around for four years, mm. and, and they haven't acted until now. I think that, that's a little disappointing. I think if they had brought this out three years ago, two years ago, I think it would have had a huge impact and would it would have been would have sold out 
as as popular yep. as the PSP itself. Now, the the point here is that mobile gaming is just phenomenal now. And you think about your iPod Touch, your iPhone, and and your iPad, and and the fact that you're actually using the screen and taking up the screen space with your controls and your thumbs and things. That's yep. why this is going to be successful. Because to buy a game for five bucks, seven bucks, two bucks, whatever it is, and actually be able to use it like a PlayStation is a very cool thing to take around with you. Now, let me tell you this, Steve. It's kind of incumbent on us to find something wrong with it. It's very difficult because it's a good device. Yeah. Now, I I happened to mention to them, and they kind of ignored me because they don't want to comment on other things, <laughs> but I, I, I've i got one problem with the iPad 2. We'll talk about later, but the, the speaker on the speaker is essentially on the back, and I find yeah. that when I'm holding it in the, in the in with the speaker downwards, I'm, my, my hand covers the speaker while I'm playing a game, and so you don't actually get a really good sound out of it because your hand's covering the speaker. And I said to them, what you need to do is put the speakers on the front, and they said, oh, we did. Now, they haven't. It's on the back down the bottom, so it isn't. Yeah, they're bottom. down the bottom. Yeah, it's it's kind of facing down. I just mm. think, and I know it's stupid, and I know I make stupid suggestions like the iPad's too heavy. And what about one of my callers? <laughs> one of my callers on Your Tech Life bagged me for that. They said, "Oh, they <laughs> said they should." We were, we were talking about the Kindle, and he, he said, "Oh, the Kindle's very light. Even you'd be able to pick it up." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I just think that if you look at the space on on this keyboard, you have the the D pad and, and the and the what do they call the triangles and stuff, and then you have the analog things just above the analog controllers. There's space. There, room, yeah. just whack a little little tiny speaker in yeah. there. I found the sound pretty good on this. I, in fact, I had to turn mine down. I, the whole house could hear me. Imagine yeah, I playing this. You, you play this on a bus without headphones. The whole bus or train, they'd, 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 want, they'd be looking at you funny, I think. You'd need to be wearing headphones. I know. I, I'm public, a simple but, man. I just think that when if you cup your, your hand around the speakers and project the sound towards yourself, you get a better sound because it's pointing yeah. at you as opposed to the rest of the room. That's all I'm saying. That's um, all right. Well, anyway, Xperia, we've already got our hands on it. It's not out till May, mm. June. So I think you know, if, if, it's, if, if they can give us models, in May, June, Trevor. Why can't they give everyone models it's now? Like, Let's well, release you know, this thing now. Why wait? These these aren't pre-production models. These are in a box that's beautifully this boxed. Working, all that sort of stuff. Oh, anyway, I'm confused, but we'll we'll move on, and we're enjoying the Xperia Play. You can check it out. There'll be a full review on TechGuide.com.au very soon. Now, I don't want to get too gaming heavy because I'm out of my depth, but um, I'm uh, I'm, I'm getting my hands on the... I, I haven't had time to get the 3DS, so I'm getting my hands on one tomorrow to take out to... We're doing a, a live broadcast for TUE this weekend, so I'm going to take it out to, to the live broadcast at Bunnings and Chatswood West so people can have a look at it. But the 3DS, uh, Steve, is on sale tomorrow, and if you're listening tomorrow, late... March 31, yes. Uh, Thursday, March 31. You've had it for a while now. You've put a good review up on techguide.com.au if people want yes, to I take have, a yes. comprehensive look. But let me ask you this, because... I saw a tweet from a gaming reviewer saying that, you know, the, uh, what does he say, the, the enthusiasm's wearing off or something like that. How's it feeling after a week of use? Well, I, I still I still play it every day. It still fascinates me because the I really enjoy the 3D effect. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of built-in games that are already that are, that are included out of the box. So mm-hmm. those games, there's that you can see more details on my on my website, the review on my website. But there, there's some built-in virtual reality games where you take your own photo and it becomes literally the face of the enemy. These little things right. buzz around. It's a little virtual reality game. There's also augmented reality games. You get a set of six cards in the box. 
looks. And what you do is you put the card on the table and the, and the 3DS's twin cameras recognize the card and project like digital animations around the card. So it's what? like, it, it augments that reality. You know what I mean? These, yeah, these little yeah. animations jump around and it, it makes the table go all bouncy and it actually creates a hole in the table and you've got to stand up and look in the hole and shoot the target. So, so there's a lot of that enjoyment there. And, and I'm finding that I'm still fascinated by it, but I think the real long-term strength of the device is going to be the games. Now, mm. I've already got a couple of games, Street Fighter 3D Edition, which I quite enjoy. There's another game called Nintendo Dogs and Cats, which is kind of like <laughs> a, a care for your cat and, and dog. Uh, you know, choose your dog and you've got to care it like it's a virtual pet. Oh, and yes. the 3D effect... It doesn't actually make the game that much different, but it looks it looks great. It, it gives you that depth, literally, sort of gives immerses you into that into that game. Yep. And I think that's the long term strength of the 3DS, of the quality of the games. And there are a few on the way. Now I've scrolled down to the bottom of your review, and you've gone four and a half stars. That's pretty impressive. I mean, but it is. is. It, it's. It is impressive. I think the, 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 if you need to really see it, I think I said that in the review, you yeah. need to see it to believe it. The 3D effect without glasses is quite good on the device. Now, mm. it's, uh, the way they do it, and like I said in the review, it's not like people are poking things out to you. I, don't, I think you can't achieve that on such a small screen. You need to sort of do that in the cinema. But what this does, like I said, it immerses you into the game. It gives the game, literally gives it depth. So mm. I, I like it. I think I've already seen it discounted to $298. I think JB really? is going to run them out the door, 298 So I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to want this device that maybe like uh, attached to it. That's like 50 yeah. bucks off for the first day. It is. Absolutely. I've seen JB have been advertising heavily. I don't want to give JB a free ad, but you know, that's a, a good price. It's a good price no matter where you find it. Oh. But that, that, that's quite impressive. It was $349.95 recommended retail price. But already, I, I can't wait to see what Big W and Kmart and all those mass merchants are going to do as well. Mm. They're going to probably try to undercut that too. So anyone who's interested, it's a buyer's market, Trev, with mm. the 3DS. I, I noticed uh, your old colleague Jennifer Dudley-Nicholson, uh, I think she mentioned on Twitter that um, the blue one had, had sold out online. And there must be places you can order them or pre-order, but the blue one apparently is the is the popular one. It seems I've got yeah. the black one, mate. I'm a black Cosmos black man myself. No. I think it's quite good. Well, fair enough. So two cameras, two. So, yeah, the so three cameras are on the are back. Very funny, actually. You you can have a lot of fun with it with the cameras. You can have a lot of fun with the photos. You can manipulate them. You can merge faces. So say so you you and your wife or you and your friends take photos. You can merge the faces. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun already built into the device. Like I said, but. I think, again, the, the quality of the games, and there are some, all the major publishers are behind it. You're going to see some very interesting titles down the track. It's an interesting device. I look forward to seeing how she goes off the shelves as of tomorrow. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And it is uh, with the great support and, uh, and our thanks to Netgear, uh, netgear.com.au. Check it out. Uh, my my favourite Netgear device, Steve, is is one that's very useful for people that have a smart TV, and this is the growing category. If you've got a TV that has an Ethernet plug, but your TV's in the lounge room and, and you, you can't get a, a cable for, from your router to the TV, get yourself a Netgear Universal Wi-Fi adapter. It's about the size of a credit card, but a bit fatter. You plug a little Ethernet cable from that into your TV. You plug USB from that into the TV, so it gets it's power from the TV. It, at the press of a button, you can get it on your Wi-Fi network, and your and your TV is on the internet. It's just absolutely simple stuff that makes connecting really easy. Such such a handy product too. It's not just your TV that's got the Ethernet port. Don't forget, if you've got a mm. Blu-ray player, you've got a PlayStation, your Foxtel box now has yep. got a broadband connection. Excellent so point. It is an excellent way to connect because not everyone has a cable like you and me, Trevor, running into the back of their TV. No. 
We uh, th- this is a great, a handy product for people who want to get that internet connectivity in their lounge room. Mate, come around my house. I I whacked a hole in the wall because the room behind my TV is the garage, and that's where the router is. I just <laughs> I just pushed a hole in the wall, and then and I then... did a similar thing at my place. I actually went under the staircase from my my theater, my home theater, which has got all my all my devices from my office straight under the stairs. Bingo! Wired connectivity could have been done with the universal Wi-Fi adapter. About a hundred bucks from uh, Netgear. Now, Trevor, I don't know about you, mate, but one of the most common questions I get asked about mobile phones uh, is around the iPhone and when the new iPhone is coming out. And it's, it's, my answer to that question is, uh, is usually June, July. Like Apple hmm. are pretty – their product cycles are, are roughly about a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that, that, that puts it at about, say, June, late June, I think July, like maybe even late July. Yep. But um, there's, and a, just, there's been some speculation about when the new one's going to come out. Well, this is really interesting. We you know we talked about this with the iPad. Clearly, we're going to get an iPad every you know March, April. Um, people that talk about there being another iPad in September—that's just crazy talk. I, just don't, I agree. It's just crazy talk. Um, this this talk of the iPhone five being delayed now. And just quickly before I talk about that, you know, people whinge and moan about Apple bringing out a new device. Everyone does it. Frankly, cars do it. I mean, do, do we don't whinge about Holden bringing out a different Commodore every year or two? It's just <laughs> you know, I don't understand why people complain. We just things. In Improve things change and things get Absolutely. better. The, the, the reason for this rumored delay is that they've they've sent out invites or, or you know announcement about their their big developers conference or their big conference in June, yep. and they're talking about it being about software, about the the new OS for the for the Mac and potentially for the for the phone. Um, I just I, I'm not convinced yet. I don't think they'll officially I, delay it. What do you think, mate? I I uh, I think so. Well, well, the last uh, worldwide developers conferences in San Francisco, the last three in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and last year, I was actually fortunate enough to be at last year's mm. one when Steve Jobs unveiled the uh, iPhone four two months after Engadget did it on their. Uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> Gizmodo did it on their website. Remember <laughs> that yes. episode with the phone oh, out of the bar and everything? Anyway, if going by that record, then you'd expect this this gathering to be the venue that we're going to see the iPhone 5 and Worldwide Developers Conference starts on June 6th it's usually the first day Steve Jobs gives his keynote uh, welcomes everybody and gets right up into the updates and then unveils a new iPhone now the rumours that you're hearing like me is that the focus is going to be all on the software this time mm. which is what the wall, the Developers Conference is all about now this, I've got two strains of thought the first one is don't be stupid of course they're going to launch the iPhone there now the reason that this is let's just take people who, who aren't aware through the through the reasoning here, you have to release the software to developers so that when it's out, there's things to put on it, like games and apps. Now, if the software is brand new, radical, so iOS 5, then mm. it will be radically different. It will it will have new and, new and swanky improvements. They are not going to want to release an iOS because when they announce an iOS, they have to cede it to developers. And even though developers pay a few hundred dollars to be one and they have to sign an agreement... It's it's leaking like heck. So that's we know yeah. the multi-touch gestures leaked during the last beta. It will get out. So I can't. There's two trains of thought. They announce the iOS, they get it out to beta, and they get people excited about it. And then down the track, they say we've got a new phone. But I just think they're going to say we've got this new phone. Here's how cool it is. This is what it does that's different. This is what it's got that's better. And here's the iOS. Build it, and they will That'll come. That'll run it. Yeah. You know. I agree. Now I think uh, it, they have said that. 
they're going to obviously concentrate on iOS 5, which uh, is the operating system of the iPhone, the iPad, and mm-hmm. the iPod Touch, yep. uh, as well as the new OS 10, which is Lion, is the new incarnation of the Mac operating system. Yep. That's, that's also going to be center stage at, obviously, going to be center stage at a developer's conference. That's yep. where Apple's engineers get out and chat to everybody. But, uh, you know, I think if they're to stick to their product cycle, which, so if we're expecting the iPhone 5 in late July, then it would make sense to early June, which is when Worldwide Developers Conference starts, to say, well, here it is, and it will run iOS 5, yep. and this is what it can do, and then we'll see and people speculating and the rumors will start flying, and then late July there's probably be lines, people sleeping outside the Apple Store again before I think, we know it. I think you're spot on, mate. I have to plead ignorance here. I went to a thing today and I thought it was going to be about Bluetooth headsets because I could have sworn there was a Bluetooth headset called Parrot or something like that. Anyway, I turned up at uh, a swanky restaurant in the city today uh, to be confronted with what looked like uh, trombones upside down uh, on the floor in different colours. It was freaky, okay? Now, people need to go to Parrot, P-A-R-R-O-T dot com and look for the Australian version, all that sort of stuff. But Parrot is is the brand, and they've done this thing called Parrot Design By, and they've got all these different funky designers. You know, I'm not into that whole swanky designer thing, but but uh, there's a bloke called Philippe Stark, right? S-T-A-R-C-K, and he's designed this set of speakers. Now, it is two speakers. Um, they sit side by side. Now, these have been out for a little while, but they've launched a, a new red version, which is... Pretty impressive to look red at. One, red ones go faster, Trevor. Mate, that. yeah, well, not as fast as black Porsches, but anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the 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 speakers sit elevated off the floor, so the bass comes out the bottom. They have this very thin top where the speakers are both sides, so you can get a 360 experience. One speaker has an iPod dock in it and an RCA uh, in port at the bottom if you want to plug your TV in. The other speaker connects to that one Bluetooth, so that you can be on the other side of the room and you get this amazing sound experience. It's too grand. But, you know, it's impressive to look at. So if you're one of those people with, you know, all the swanky latest, and you're not an Ikea shopper, and you've got all the latest designer uh, furniture, check it out. Now, the other one I want you to check out. It sounds like they're going, are they going down the Bang & Olufsen route here? Mate, it is. It it looks very much like that. It's very, um, you know, swanky, uh, good quality, that kind of stuff, and all all power to them. but yep. it's just, it was just kind of kind of interesting that... So they um, want to be the Dyson of the uh, of the tech world. Is that what you're trying to... Great uh, way to put it, mate. And here's here's the even freakier product, right? Now, there was a picture frame. You know, We all know what digital photo frames are like. They're, they're 50 yeah. bucks. You can get it for 50 bucks these days. But they have this picture frame, which is $549, right? And you think, what? So it's a little box. It's, it's thicker than a normal picture frame. It's very square, and it's got all these buttons on top. It's actually an Android-based picture frame, so you can actually... <laughs> Browse the web on it, right? Just can, what we always wanted, an yeah, Android yeah. picture frame. You can plug a keyboard and mouse into it if you so desired. But here's the thing. When you just put you know, photos on it and, and you look at them, the LCD screen has actually been pulled apart. So the picture appears on the front, as it normally would, but then yeah. there's a gap of about a centimetre before the actual backlight. So you can wave a pen behind there and you can see that it's this amazing effect which actually adds depth to the photos. Uh, and it's and it's quite okay. very funky looking. Don't get me wrong. And it's got built into it a, a piece of software that allows if all your photos are GPS tagged, uh, you can you can view them via a map. But here's the cool one: if you've got an iPhone or an iPad, you can run an application on your uh, iPhone or iPad, and you can look at a photo and you can flick it with your finger, and it appears up on the screen. Very wow. cool. That's David Copperfield stuff, mate. It is, mate. I think you know, Stephen. 
you, you, you've got yourself a nice little setup there. I think you need to check this out. I think you'll like this picture frame. Well, I think. Well, did you say that you're going to connect a keyboard and a mouse to it? If you so desire. But let me tell you, that's I, a computer, my friend. I mucked around with it a bit. It's it's running Android. It's as slow as buggery. Okay. Okay. You, you wouldn't use it for that. So you're right. not going to download. No. Uh, Content on it. It's mm. just a. But can you know, you, so you can email photos and do yes, stuff like that. You can okay. email photos to it. You can Wi-Fi photos, Bluetooth photos, oh, all that sort handy. of stuff. It is very cool. It's not ridiculously expensive for what it is, but it is expensive for a picture frame. But look, I'm going to get one in a couple of weeks. I'll put a video up. We'll have a look at it. But look, just and it's just worth a look. Okay, parrot uh, photo frame. I'll grab one. I'll put some photos. Who make that little drone? Isn't that's it? right? Is that the one you can control with your iPhone? The, your iPad? the, the iPhone helicopter, as I call it. They've got quite the range of products here, Trevor. They do. They're, they're freaky design people, but uh, good luck to them. Are you an eBayer, Trevor? Do you, you I, get on eBay, do you? I'm not, a, I'm not a big eBay buyer, but I certainly have sold the odd thing that, you know, when we have a clean-up, uh, we've sold plenty of kids' clothes and different stuff we don't need anymore, and, and oh, I quite enjoy selling on eBay, I've got to tell you. Yeah, eBay's very popular, It's and now with, with the release of the iPhone and Android, they've, you can even now, like I've bought, I buy a lot of stuff on eBay, I don't sell much, but I buy a lot of stuff, mm. and being able to check listings on your iPhone is so handy, but until now... It was it was it was impossible to sell stuff using your iPhone. You could only browse oh, and buy. Because I've got the app for the iPad, and let me tell you, I had twelve items up for sale at one point in about two months ago. Just all the different bits and pieces around, and it was great because it appears on the iPad in this big kind of screen, and you can look at all the items for sale, see how much they're going for. But you're right, I never look, but you can't sell stuff. So the new one right. on the iPhone allows it. Yes, it does, and not only does it allow it, it it claims that you can list an item to sell in less than sixty seconds. I and do find that hard to believe. If you well, if you've ever sold things, it takes minutes. It's a very long and drawn out process. There's a couple of things that help the app along the way. The first is the fact that you can use the phone's camera as a barcode scanner. So that um, say you're selling a product that, that might maybe an a computer game or a book or yeah. anything with a barcode, yep. you can now scan that product. Have you tested it on a few barcodes? And find all the information for you, all the details of it, rather than you having to manually enter hmm. all that information. Boom, it puts it up there for you. You can you can list it then in that minute. Have you tested it on a few barcodes? Because every time I use barcode scanners, they they seem to work really well in America but not here. Well, they're updating their databases as we speak, Trevor. It's only been out a couple of days, but uh, I think it's it's a handy one, if you, especially if you like to sell stuff on eBay. But I think that barcode scanner though can come in very handy because what there's another little feature of that of the, uh, when you say you're out shopping in an actual store <gasps> and you spot an item that you like, oh. say that you, say you've picked up product X Y Z. Yep, it's got a little barcode on the back. Scan it you, and show it to me on scan eBay. It. That's right, and you can see the price of it on oh, eBay. So that's a, a very clever little feature for people. Rather than buying it in the store, they can see, oh, hang on, I can get this for a half price on eBay, and there they go. So barcode scanning and selling are the two key features of the new eBay iPhone app, and I'm guessing it's free. Yes, it is. And uh, there's one other thing, though. There's a, a sell one like this feature. So if you see an item on eBay that you've got the exact item that you want to sell, yep. you can also click on the sell one like this feature. And again, it uploads all that information. So the person who listed their item has kind of done the heavy lifting for you. Oh. You can then you can ride in on their coattails and use all the information they have for their item and list it. And again, that can be up in less than a minute. There you go, eBay power sellers. Check out the new eBay iPhone app. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.
And we've got a couple of minutes uh, left. I thought we should really talk about the iPad 2. Uh, we've both had it now for a good week and a bit. Um, but most importantly, mate, it's gone. It's, it's sold. It's sold out. It's a sellout. Well, Everywhere you go. It's we were down out. at the Apple store uh, on, on the Friday night at launch, and there was pretty much uh, every intent that, that was going to sell out and maybe restock slightly every day. But we then went to JB Hi-Fi, sold out. Sold. We then went to Dick Smith. There was a queue, and they seemed to still have them. But, but uh, by the weekend, it was gone, were they? Gone, yeah. Well, even well that night, Dick Smith. I think I remember when we were walking up the stairs at Dick Smith. I heard one guy saying that you know, the guys at the end of the line they haven't got enough stock for them, so it was a sellout mm. as well. Yeah. So well. Uh, I, I had a scout around. I think Big W had them sold out on the Friday. Uh, JB Hi-Fi sold out as well. I checked the store near my place, and I went in there the next day, and there was actually a little sign saying sold out but we are taking orders. Now, uh. this varies between different stores. I, I went to Big W and just asked out of curiosity, will you be getting more stock? And they said, we will, but we never, we don't know when it will be and we can't take orders. So it's just a matter of you ringing up, coming in, checking, checking uh, each day for mm. stock levels. So, well, if, I mean, I think that's really, really poor retail. If you're a smart retailer, assuming you have the contract and you're allowed to take orders, you just take names and numbers, and when you get stock in, you ring them and you sell them. I mean, isn't that just logical retail, people? Hello? Yeah, I think it is, and we don't know what kind of rules and provisions Apple have put on this whole process, no. but uh, I, you know, the, I've read some pretty... You know, you know again, as you'd ex- expect, Trevor, there's a lot of Apple haters come out of the closet whenever these kinds of things go on, and I've had a couple of comments on some stories on my on my website about people saying, look, you know, this is just Apple marketing, and they've, they've deliberately given only small amounts of stock to these other people and so they can sell out. But I'm thinking, look, if they they can sell 20 iPads in another store, they'd sell 40 iPads in another store. So I don't think they're deliberately giving them small amounts of stock to make it look impressive to sell out. They'd rather sell the extra stock, wouldn't you think? Oh, mate, they would rather sell everything on they've got in the production line. It's as simple as that. They can only produce so many. It would be, it would be and they're never going to release this, but it would be amazing to see the factory and see how many they churn out every day, but uh, it's not the sort of thing you see on the Discovery Channel, but look, I just think Apple haters exist everywhere. Um, you know, I'm not an Apple fanboy, but I just love the products, and that apparently makes me one, um, <laughs> but you know, the, the thing is that they've got a good product, it's hot to trot, and they've sold out. I mean, what more can you ask? Well, but how can you get it? it it's everywhere... I was looking at a video online today in the US, which is more than two weeks since release. Mm. Someone did a little YouTube video of the Soho store in New York, and there was a line that went for about six blocks. People still lining up every day to get uh, their hands on the iPad 2. It's amazing. Now, quickly, before we go, I just want to throw in two extra things, which I haven't pre-briefed you on. Uh, uh, we'll just mention them. Uh, Kogan has extended his uh, free HDMI cable offer for JB Hi-Fi customers. Yes. A really interesting thing. Alex Kidman, who's a, who's a fellow tech journo, tweeted tonight, and I thought it was a very, very good point. Does he give free HDMI cables to people who buy Kogan TVs? Well, I think, I think we need to check that. Yeah. Well, so I think we'll check that. And the other thing is uh, the guys at Oki, O-H-K-I, who, and you've reviewed one of their TVs, yeah. um, they've, they just tweeted me back to say they do offer the, the free, um, free three-meter three, three meter cables. And the other thing, which we will definitely talk about next week, is Jerry Harvey. He is going online. He's and, going online. And yes. let me tell you this, Stephen. Let me give you the scoop. He, he's been <laughs> going online for months. Through this whole saga of GST, he's had yeah. a team of people working on going online. It's just, you know... Of course. He, he, I think he can't afford not to be online. Yeah, I but, think he's... But here's the, the writing's thing. been on the wall for some time. They bag Kogan for being a publicity whore, right? Jerry has been fighting this fight knowing full well that he's going to go online because he has a, has a, has a team of people who have been working on their online strategy for months. Yeah. 
Does so, the term, uh, does the term "if you can't beat them, join them" apply here, Trevor? Exactly. So we'll talk about that a bit more next week. But anyway, uh, thank you, mate. That is another thirty minutes of two blokes talking tech. We it we do goes so fast, Trevor. It does. We do appreciate that people. Some people would love it longer, but we we've made an executive decision that there are a stack of people, and let's let's not kid ourselves. There's thousands of people listening. We appreciate everyone's support, um, but the overwhelming support is that short and sweet is good because a lot of people have that transit, and that's the way it goes. Um, if you want to listen for an hour, play it twice. <laughs> or they can also go if they want to see more content from us they can go to techguide.com.au and yourtechlife.com this is your uh, this is Two Blokes Talking Tech episode 6 we'll be back next week uh, download us on iTunes and send us an email twoblokestalkingtech.com.au